Why should you ask yourself, what am I fantastic at that has become familiar? Well, Joey is about to school you on this very fact. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Push it up! Welcome back to your weekly dose of musical marketing. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, well, as you know, that's infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur or business owner, and you are here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. Yep, another big interview episode today. Today, Joey Yak shares his powerful story of becoming a rap star, not just once, but twice, and then giving it all up to be at home and follow an even more important dream. And then I'm also going to let you on next week's uh, interview guest, who is the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. As per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal, business, and marketing. G-O-L-D. Spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, everyone. Today's guest is Joey Yak. And Joey Yak is one of those amazing guys that knew from the time he was a little kid that he was going to make profits from his passion, right? He, from the time he was, he had a, a daughter at 20, I believe it was. It, you know what? I suck at this right now this morning. So I'm going to let Joey make his own intro because after all, this is where Joey rocks the hardest. This dude is a star. I've always known, even as this little kid, that I will make a profit from my passion. From having my daughter at 20 years old to getting a record deal with Ali from the St. Lunatics. Doing a nationwide tour with Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony to ending up in Hollywood but realizing I'm Hazelwood. I'm St. Louis and my family needs me. Leaving all that behind, moving back home, getting sober, finding faith, getting a sales job, and quitting that sales job and starting my own business in my backyard in my RV. I went from making music just for myself to creating theme music for the biggest entrepreneurs in the world. I'm the studio CEO. I went from being just a rapper to being one of those entrepreneurs myself. But you better believe it when it's time to hit that stage. <laughs> I'm here to put my melody to your message. I'm Joey Yak. Yak stands for you already know. And if you don't know by now, you probably never will. All right. If you don't know by now, you never will. I love that. Joey Yak, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. I appreciate it. And I will apologize right from the jump if um, there's dogs barking in the background. This is me being as authentic and real as possible. Um, I'm outside in my front yard and I'm just ready to give value and ready to have a great, great talk today. Uh, it's, hey, no problem. No problem. I, I'm a big dog fan myself. I've got a couple of big ones here myself. Oh, well, they ain't my dogs. And I'll tell you what, oh. I ain't a fan of them. 
<laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's just being real. <laughs> that, well, there it is, right? We're, and that's what we want. We want the real you. And uh, I know I, I can honestly say not a, one of my guests have ever rocked the mic and, and could pull off an intro like we just dropped there for everyone. So clearly, that's your shoot superpower. And I'm going to want to get into that, but I want to flip the clock back a bit and let you kind of tell your story, you know, your come up in story, some of the struggles you had, and obviously the choices that you had to make uh, going through those, you know, to bring you to where you are now, and then why you love doing what you do so much. Yeah, so what I do is I put my melody to your message, and the reason why I learned that it was so valuable is because music is the sound of a feeling. Our message is not designed to create emotion, but music does. So when I started doing what I was doing, and, and I always tell my backstory because a lot of people, they're like, oh, he makes jingles. And I'm yeah. like, look, I make bangers. I don't make jingles. I hate that word. Jingles are like nationwide is on your side, but <laughs> exactly. I'm making bangers to the point where it sounds like, you know, shit, you're on the radio or something, right? But let's go with my backstory real quick is yeah. when I was kind of like that video you guys just watched. And um, it's my story is I've been doing music forever. Okay, I, music was my therapy. I met Ali from the St. Lunatics when I was a very young age. Um, St. Lunatics is Nelly's group, and I'm from St. Louis. So that right when they blew up, that's like the city became on fire. And my dad seen Ali and was like, man, you got to hear me rap. And not talking about me, but him. Like he, he was like, I rap, I rap. And I'm in the back seat at like, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old, and I'm rapping you know, my dad's lyrics. And he was like, Ali said, wow, I see a Disney star. I see, I just see something crazy right here. And he looked at me, he looked at my dad and said, I don't know about you, man, but your kid's a star, right? So <laughs> we stayed in touch and they just blew up and then we lost touch, but that planted the seed in my heart. Like I got it. Like I am something and music really became a part of my life. And I started doing it and doing it and doing it. And Remember Ali in this story because when I get to a little bit further, there's a lesson I always like to teach with this. And so when I started doing music, I started becoming like a real big buzz in the St. Louis area, um, you know, putting like 400, 500, 600 people in uh, little bars. And we were like 14, 15, 16 years old. We couldn't drink or nothing, but we were just having a great time, you know, watching me perform. And then when I got even older, uh, you know, I, I come from the background of, um, you know, I was selling weed and I got kicked out of high school. And a little shortly after we met Ali, my life changed, though, when I was 11, 12 years old, because my dad hit the crack pipe and mm. he said he blinked and 15 years went by. And, you know, he went off to rehab and it was just me, my mom and my sisters. And life really became a roller coaster. I had no male influence in my life and music became that therapy. So, you know, doing these shows and, you know, playing soccer, that was my sense of like, life that's how I lived and outside of sports and music I just I was very confused and and just naive and stubborn and and just really coming from that broken home but when you're in the middle of of the chaos you don't even know it sometimes you just think that's normal right right so as I'm growing and as I'm you know getting older I go off to a community college to play soccer and I break my leg in the second in the third game and then the the next day I find out I'm having my daughter oh, and man. I'm like, damn, like, all right, I'm dropping out of school. I'm going to get a job. It's time for me to grow up, I guess. But something shifted and I said, no, I'm going full blast on music. So I got a job and I really started going hard as ever on music. And 
just like I said, remember who Ali is. Here's the lesson. You never know who is watching, but you also need to know that no one is probably watching until you give them something to watch. A lot of people want to say, look at me, look at me. Why isn't anyone looking at me? It's because you're not giving them nothing to watch. Mm -hmm. And I gave Ali something to watch, which leads to this. I get a phone call one day from Ali. I'm hiding behind a dumpster at my job. And he says, I want to sign you. I've been watching you this whole entire time. Oh, I'm like, wow. Okay. Quit my job. Get this record deal. And we fly out to LA for Universal Republic. Now I have a record deal with uh, Dirty NT. We all we got through Universal Republic. And I had that record deal for eight to nine months. And the reason why it, le- it was such a short record deal is because I walked away. And the reason I walked away was, one, I was young, immature, naive, stubborn, and I didn't have no guidance. I thought I got the job as the manager, but really, man, I just got the job as the janitor. I wasn't (laughs) shit. I was just getting started, you know, and I didn't really get that at first. I thought, oh, I got a record deal. Let's get it. You know, I was still living in my mom's basement with a kid that and selling weed because I was like, why am I not making money? Mm -hmm. And he let me walk away from that. And Because when I got that record deal, like my hustle even slowed down because I thought, okay, now he's supposed to do all the work. That was was wrong. You know, I I learned my lesson pretty, pretty well after that. Um, And then the next step of my journey was I got new management. I'm independent. Long story short, I met Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. He heard about me. I got out to L.A. And when I went out to L.A., he looked at me and I heard it again. He was like, kid, you're a star. We should make a song. That, that led to 10 hours later of me and him having a song called Scraped in the Sky, which led to a music video, which led to a nationwide tour, which led to me ending up in Hollywood. And this is all, you know, now it's about a two and a half year experience through all this. And as the story is awesome, you know, what looks like the American dream, I lived my worst nightmare because to be honest, man, I was flying first class on a guilt trip because I was away from my family. You know, my dad you know, I deal with that abandonment issue. So I always never wanted to be like my dad, but I felt like my dad, even though my dad hit the crack pipe and ran away, you know, I felt like I was running, running away from my family. And I just Mm -hmm. felt this guilt and this shame. And I always heard, you know, I'm from St. Louis, but a town in St. Louis called Hazelwood. And I kept hearing what I know is God now saying, you know, you're Hazelwood, not Hollywood, go back home. And there were just incidents happening out there. And I said, fuck it. And I gave it all up. And at the time it, it felt like I was just giving up rather than giving it all up for something better, right? right? So I left I left Hollywood, came back home, and for, you know, I suffered real bad with, like, waking up, taking Adderall, and going to sleep on, you know, a Xanax, or, you know, I was, I was really bad on alcohol. Alcohol was my demon. And <clears throat> for the first six months being home, I totaled my uh, baby mom's car. You know, I should be dead, honestly, from that. You know, I, I remember waking up at the wheel, and my wheel was off. And the tire was like, I just saw fire and I just slammed on the brakes and jumped out in St. Louis, downtown city in the ghetto. And I'm just running around all messed up. Supposedly I took pills that night. I was a mess, man. And I I was diving from job to job doing labor work and then try to be a pipe cover. And um, then I heard about this opportunity, digital marketing sales. And it, it changed my life. And in that moment though, on June 30th, 2016, I decided I'm done drinking. And that's still to this day, I haven't taken a sip since that day. And I found God. I walked into the church and I said, you know, I'm go, go gadget ratchet. And when I walked in that church, I literally overdosed on the Holy Ghost because I uh, 
something hit me. The music caught me. You know, I grew up Catholic, but it rubbed me the wrong way. And this, this church was Christian and the music was just me. And that's what I needed at the moment to get that spiritual experience. Everybody finds it in their own way. And that's what I got at that time. So I found God. I got this sales job where I started making a ton of money. I walked in the sales job like, look, I've sold myself as an artist, as a person. I've never sold products, but I think people buy from people. They're like, dude, you're hired on the spot. Long story short, I became the number one sales rep for a year and a half. I quit that job because I got this entrepreneur bug. And like, you know, I really started to learn like, okay, I trusted God's will. I was here at this job because I needed to learn how business owners speak and communicate and speak their language. You know, I, I quit the job and started doing what I'm doing now, but I quit my job thinking that I was going to actually run Facebook ads for artists. You know, I thought like, oh, wow, I learned Facebook ads and I'm music and I'm trying to like, you know, put the pieces together. But while I was at that job, one thing I did do because I learned about chargebacks and sales, I would create theme songs for people or just little intros for people so they didn't cancel and I would do it for free and they would love it. And I was like, wow, these people are loving this shit. You know, awesome. But I st it still didn't click. And then my boy, Bab Zach Babcock, which lives 20 minutes from me in St. Louis, I made his podcast intro for him. People were like, man, that's hot. And then I did one for Billy Jean. And Billy Jean, um, man, I, how I did it for Billy Jean, I had no, he had no idea who I was. I met him at this event before, but he still didn't know who I was. I did a song about him and um, like basically the school of genius that he does. And I stole his YouTube clips. I had my videographer shoot footage of me and I blended it together to look like we did it together. And I got it to his team. He loved it. He offered to pay me. I said, I don't want your money. I just want your publicity. Nice. Posted me on the page and that skyrocketed me. And like what I did to Billy Jean, I did the same thing for Ryan Stuman. I did the same thing for Brad Lee, Cole Hatter, Tim Grover, Garrett J. White. And I just started using this formula of giving and not even receiving anything. But everyone was so blown away to the fact that when I approached them, I had a product in my hand and they were like, wow, this kid's different. I see something in them. And like the video you've seen, I, I used my story as my asset rather than, hey, I make songs. It's like, no, I'm going to bring you into my perspective, into my world and yeah. show you I'm not just another somebody or, or just somebody trying to be somebody. I already am one of you. I just don't have your money yet. That's how I truly <laughs> felt. There you go. That's what I truly was. You're now listening to, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. In 2019, I actually took an entrepreneur job with Garrett J. White at Wake Up Warrior because I was burning out at the end of 2018, being a new entrepreneur, not even an entrepreneur, just being newly self-employed. Um, I really wanted to humble myself down and get the guidance and get and learn what abundance felt like. You know, I, like I never made real money. I didn't know what real money was. And Garrett, you know, he's doing, he's, he's done like 40, 50 million in revenue. And I was like, I want to learn under somebody like this while getting paid more money than I've ever been paid in my life, it doesn't have to be about me. Like everyone, that's another lesson is everyone thinks they have to be number one. It has to be about them. When you could be number three, four or five in somebody's company and get paid more than you would by being by yourself and provide more value. So it's like, it's just a balance. What do you want to pick? Do you want it to be about you or that? But long story short, I left Wake Up Warrior in, um, at the end of 2019 and 2020, which is where we are now, and I've been putting my melody to everyone's message, and I've made the most money I've ever made in my life in 2020. 
I'm doing a lot of content creation for people. And uh, I know that was long winded, but that's my story. No, that was, that was, that was beautiful, man. I know that's where uh, I was uh, listening to Zach's uh, podcast and that's where I got tuned into you. And I was like digging around the, the backstory and, and I, I came across that video of you getting on stage at some event and uh, you just cutting loose and, you know, kind of, you know, pitching your, your story and your service. And I'm like, oh, this dude's magic. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay, I got definitely got to get Joy on here to tell his story. Uh, one of the things that you you uh, you mentioned in there uh, was using that formula for giving. Where do you think that? What kind? What kind of inspired that inside you? Because that's a magic formula. Yeah, I think what really inspired me to do that is I've never I live off the don't ask for permission right? Like I've, everything I've ever done and won at is because I took major action with no permission, you know, with, with me doing my music thing. Like, you know, if I waited for permission from people, they're not gonna give me that permission. You know, if I told people I wanted to make theme songs for entrepreneurs, you know, it's just a silly thing to say. Like a lot of things that we do sound silly when you just say it, but when you do it, you know, it's, I live off the do it, do not ask for permission and then let's just see where it goes. But I'll never live in the regret of, damn, I didn't take action, right? Like I would rather take action and nothing happen rather than nothing happen because I didn't take the action. Nice. And that's just, that's just me. That's just how I'm built. And I know that if I'm giving and giving and giving sooner or later, something will come and return just because that's how the universe works. Yeah. That's, 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 power right there absolutely that's fact um where i want to go with this guy there's so much good gems inside there so your your music now you're and i i don't want to call it the jingles because like you say it is not a jingle it is they're really unique uh, music pieces that you're you're putting together i know i was watching you on your facebook one time and you actually created one there live and yeah. gave it away to somebody where where do you think that inspiration that that drive for all those unique um pieces of music how do you connect with that? Where does that tend to come from for you? Well, I mean, I think I, here's what I think. And I think here's a lesson for people as well about just like how they can put pieces in their life. You know, I chose to believe that God put me, you know, through like the touring and the record deals and, you know, making music at that young age to where I am today. Like I had to be able to go through 15, 20 years of experience to be able to make these type of theme songs and intros in 20 minutes. Right. right. You know, I've been, and, and it's a part of me now. Like when we speak, when people talk and they say quotes or they say something like really meaningful and deep, like I don't hear it as a quote. I hear it as a melody. Like mm. I hear stuff as a melody, you know, like one day I was like, you know, if you're not dead, you're not done. And then like instantly I was like, if you ain't dead, you ain't done. No. And I was like, Oh, that's one, right? And like, I have the ability to go in my 10 by 12 shed, my BB, my backyard business that I call, and <laughs> I make these bangers. And that's what I call them are bangers. I have the ability to hit the space bar and on record and just do it. And that's another thing is, uh, you know, I, I make sure that I'm in control of, you know, the creation part. You know, a lot of people have to go to studios for that type of shit, but I don't, I don't know. I like for at the at the youngest age I've always been able to say I'm going to be in control of this creation and not on anybody else's time, you know. Mhm. 
Yeah, I think that's where a lot of people get disconnected with things is, uh, is A, they probably haven't even realized that magic that they have inside them. And I'm a big believer, and I think you'll probably echo this, that everybody is awesome at at least one thing. And it's usually something they don't even recognize because it just comes so easy for them, right? That and, but here's another thing as well. Like I had a, you know, one thing plus one thing plus one thing plus one thing equals the thing in my opinion. So, you know, like I said earlier, I had to do that sales job because I needed to learn these, the language of a business owner. I mm. had to go through all the preparation of, um, you know, touring and creating music and being my own audio engineer. And because I needed to be at this point of time, like someone that's listening to this right now, well, they're going through the same shit. They just don't know how they're going to piece it together. A lot, you know, I thought I was literally going to be this nationwide um, superstar, right? Like, mm. I, I truly felt that. But, you know, when I got sober and I got in a sales job and I opened up my mind, that's the thing. Don't have a close. Like, when you think you're supposed to do something and you close your mind, like, no, I'm supposed to be this superstar rather than hold up you know, really, maybe I'm supposed to put my melody to the message of an entrepreneur while being a great father and a great husband. Mm -hmm. You know, I opened up my mind to that and then I connected those pieces together because that was more important to me than being a superstar. And it always has been. It just, you know, a lot of people want everyone to know who they are, but they don't even know who their selves are. And and that's magic right there. So many folks are so still wrestling with the who inside their heart. Before, so the who cares about the why and the what, right? Until you figure out that who, the rest of it is just going to be falling on by the wayside. That's real. You know, yeah. a lot of people they and it's you know I'm I'm a weird one, man. I uh, like I'm sitting out here right now in you know my on my front porch and I'm just looking around and we're talking and the. You know, something so fantastic soon becomes familiar. And I, I want to break that down is, you know, like we're alive right now, man. And I like to some people, he's going to be like, this dude's weird. But it, it's just very simple. Small is sexy, simple is sexy. And I started realizing that. But when we all have something so fantastic that we have in us, but it becomes familiar because we're living with ourselves every day. Mm -hmm. Me being right here talking to you and you being able to understand me right now and us recording this and like I'm talking right now, my mouth's moving and my, like I'm even moving my arms right now. Like that's fantastic. But us as humans, it's familiar. So mm -hmm. like when I make music for these entrepreneurs to my wife and my kids, it's like it's familiar. But to them, it's fantastic. So it's, it's, it's so important for us as, as individuals to – to take a step back to try to get this calmness in this chaotic world and say, what, what do I do that is fantastic? And it might be simple. It might be parenting. It might be, it doesn't have to be like this big important thing. You know, mine was just, wow, my melody, your message, you know, doing what I do is just so familiar to me, but really it is fantastic. So the question I would have for you to answer is, what am I fantastic at that actually has became familiar? Because to all of us in this world, breathing, talking, walking, living has became familiar to us when really, man, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, that's, that, there it is right there. You've come up through some rough stuff. You've made a couple of, uh, of wicked choices along the way. And I, and I say wicked choices is how many people would, you know, walk away from the contract and walk away from, you know, the, the path that you're on, but you, you made it for you. And that's, that was the, the great the, the pivoting point, right? The, all those learnings that stack that you were talking about. You have 
the ear of up-and-coming entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs that just are they're trying to start, restart, or kickstart their business, what piece of advice would you want to drop in their ear today? Document every part of the journey and own who you are because I just did a video called um, a message a message from my heart to all the hustlers. And in that video, I have, I have my videographer come over and, you know, I do a lot of videos on my phone, but like this one just meant a lot to me. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to hire him. Um, I'm going to bring him on. And I want him to capture this in like a more cinematic way. I got videos of this house I'm living in. You know, I live in a two bedroom, one bath house with four people. It's like 800 square foot. It's on like 0.5 acres. And in the message, what I'm saying is like, you know, if I can't, you know, do what I want to do in this two bed, one bath house with four people and in my BB, in my backyard business, then I'm not going to be able to do it in a big office or in a big ass house that I want to move to on three acres. Right. And, and what I'm, what the whole message is, is own who you are and document this journey because I'm telling you people would rather see you where you are right now and have you being this underdog and like follow you on your journey. Um, rather than you acting like you are somewhere that you're really not like real right. recognizes real. And you can sense that. Like I, I do business with millionaires. I do business with people that have way more money than me, but I also am at the level now to where I'm making good money for me, where mm-hmm. I'm in the six figures, but I'm, I'm owning that. Hey guys, I'm in a two bedroom, one bath house with four people. Actually I built a shed in my backyard and I'm doing it all there. People love, authenticity. People love that realness. People love to be able to connect with you in that way. So people buy from people. And a lot of people do business with me because yeah, I'm talented and I have this gift. But at the end of the day, they're buying Joey. I say that in one of my music, uh, my songs called Rev Up This Revenue. I said, I don't pitch my product. I sell them me. And that's what I do. And that's what you have to do. You have to sell people you because people buy from people. So that's my advice for people that are up and coming. Document this whole journey because, you know, all the big, big, big entrepreneurs that we all followed today that, you know, are are where we want to get to. They didn't have the technology nowadays to really document the journey like I guarantee you they wish they wanted to, you know, like Andy and them. I guarantee he wished he would have been like vlogging, you know, when he was sleeping in the back, uh, in his back office at Supplement Superstore. Right. Um, I guarantee you, you know, all these people wish they documented more and more. You know, Gary V, I guarantee you he wish he would have documented even more than what he already did. But it's the journey that people want to go through. And that's why you see these vlogs and these kid vlogs like blowing up and stuff because they're just being who they are. But a lot of people don't like who they are or where they are. So they try to fake it and be somebody else. But man, the most, the best advice I can give is just be who you are and, and learn to know who you are. Yeah, and no wiser words can come out of anyone's mouth on that one. Be who you are. So, as you're start as you're as you're coming up now, you're saying you're you know you're making some money. You're you're working with these these awesome folks. Are any any fears sneaking their way into the uh, to the musical mind of Joey Yak as you as you're going through this journey? So my my biggest uh, problem I've ran into is you know I I'm very open you know about me. I suffer with anxiety. I just got on medicine like this depression. Like it's in my family. It's in my blood. And me being such a creative dude, like it's just not uncommon to go through these these um, roller coaster emotions, right? Sure. Like that's what, cre- you know, that's what creates some of the genius work, you know, in, in creative minds, in musicians and artists. But anyways, 
one thing I realized was, you know, cause I look at everything as a business now is when Joey's down, I was down for about two to three weeks, like just, just mentally going through it. You know, when Joey's down, the money's down, right? So it's, it's uh, the scalability part of just the music. It's not ever the fear of creating because like, you know, that flow state, when I'm in the music part of it, the flow state comes out where it's, there's no thinking. It just happens. It just goes, it just flows with it. And you know, there's no thought about it. But one thing that I really want to get better at is being able to duplicate the process of what I'm doing to get artists mm -hmm. under me. You know, I say I'm Joey Yak, the studio CEO, but I want other artists to be their own studio CEOs and do what I do. It's just, it's very hard to get out of my own way. That's the only fear is like, am mm -hmm. I ever going to learn how to get out of my own way and, and teach people to duplicate the process that I'm doing? Because it took, you know, 15, 20 years to get the mindset that I have, to get the yeah. sales training that I have, to be the man that I am. And it's, it's just hard to, like I said, get out of my own way and think other people are capable I know artists that are way ta more talented than me. I don't think I'm the talented, you know, artist or the best, or I just know that I take massive action and I've mastered the small things that I know how to do pretty damn well. Right. Um, which, yeah, that, that's really it. And just finding other ways of being creative. Like me and Ryan Stuman have a company where we have videographers coming out to you. Um, and I do all the editing and it's pretty badass. And I've, I've really stepped in that direction and got more clients in there just because it's a better, um, it doesn't take as much creative, you know, energy from me. And it's very easier to teach people how to edit and teach people how to make bangers. Yeah. Right. There you go. Right. Right on. So, uh, um, I guess when it comes to that, I mean, I know everything you do is really, is, is kind of marketing focused, right? All the bangers that you're rolling out are kind of intros and outros and maybe even advertisements. Obviously the videos, there's more, uh, more presence and you'll know, hook people to get their eyeballs. What marketing tips would you, would you offer up to our listeners? Well, I mean, I, uh, well, like I said, be who you are, you know, there's yep. a 33% rule that I always like to do is, and I, I actually started doing this without even knowing it. And it's, you know, 33% of the time I'm showing people Joey as a father, as a husband, as, you know, an assistant coach for my daughter's team, like just a, a normal human, all business aside. The other 33% is I'm showing people, you know, examples of my work. And then the other 33% is I'm, you know, I'm, I'm showing the, me being the expert in like offering my services, right? So, you know, a lot of people just pitch, 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 yeah. but they don't even know who they are. But like in, in the first 33% of me just being who I am, like the video of, you know, a message from my heart to all the hustlers. And then the, um, the other day I did one, a message from my heart to all the parents. Like I'm just being real. So you can't lose when you're being real because like I said, people buy from people. Yeah. So never forget that. That's just a simple psychology. And it, it isn't always, I'm not knocking nobody for like wanting to be the greatest and the best. But one thing that I definitely know is you don't have to be the best to get, you know, to, to be better than the best. Like talent doesn't matter shit. Like whoever, the people that win are the people that get the most attention, period. So you have to be able to figure out ways to get attention and creating that engaging content. And that's why I do what I do is because it helps people stick out and it helps people get attention. Mm. Now I've ran into problems before where people are like, yeah, yeah, I just need more attention. And then they get the intention and they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. So that's why I like working with these high level more established people because they know how to sustain the attention that I'm getting them. Right. Yeah. So 
it's being able to get attention, but understand that you got to handle the attention as well, you know, but at the end of the day, you just got to, you got to get out there and just start. You just have to start, but getting attention, you're always going to get better and better and better. But you know, if you're thinking like, man, I'm not good enough, bullshit, you just need to get attention, get in front of people, be your authentic self. And I'm telling you the right people that you, your demographic, that you, you need to know what your demographic is and tailor your content to that as well. You know, if you're, you know, somebody that's 50 years old and, you know, your demographic is millennials and you're doing some old school content, you know, they're obviously not going to resonate with you. Yeah, that's not going to click too well, right? Right, <laughs> right on. Joey, I, I, I want to be mindful of your time because I know you've got a number of things you've got going on and I, I appreciate you hanging out. Now, you mentioned in, uh, in our um, correspondence that you had an offer for the, for the folks listening. Well, here's what it is. I mean, if you go to joeyag.com, you can see a ton of examples that I have. It's not even really an offer. The offer okay. is I just want to communicate with people as as a human. Like, and Joey Yak Peeper is my personal Facebook page that I tell everyone to go check out and just add me as a friend. Um, and just send me a direct message. And, you know, if you're interested in, you know, me putting my melody to your message or me creating engaging the content or me putting – you know, helping you as like a creative consultant, put your story together. Cause your story is your asset. It right. is. It's your number one asset. And if you're able to put piece your story together the way that, you know, just like the video and the audio that you put in the beginning of here, mm-hmm. like I put people into my world. We live on the same planet, but we all don't live in the same world. So I put people into my world, into my perspective and speak my language right off the bat. So they, they understand that. So when it comes to the creative part, when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to having content to get attention, I am your guy. So just reach out to me on my personal Facebook, Joey Yak Peeper, P-I-E-P-E-R, or just go to joeyyak.com and you can check out some examples. Absolutely. And we'll be sure to get all those all those connections for the Facebook, the IG, and the joeyyak.com uh, on the show notes so that they can reach out to you directly. Uh, Joey, I definitely appreciate your time. Any final thoughts before you roll out? Look, I'm Joey Yak. Yak stands for you already know. And if you don't know by now, you probably never will. And you probably never will. Joey, thanks so much for being here, man. All right, brother. All right, my fellow Dark Horse friends and family. There you have it. Joey Yak dropping some musical notes on us. Here's a few thoughts I walked away with. Thought number one, putting music to your message can be a powerful thing. I mean, think about it. These advertisers and marketers know that music can be utilized to get you into the right state. Now, whatever that state needs to be that you, for you to take whatever action they want you to take. I mean, be that, you know, think, act, buy, or whatever. The tool of music can be huge in your marketing, in your presentation, or the execution of your products and services. So seriously consider what you want and use in this arena. Thought number two. Now, Joey called this out specifically, and it's so very true. You never know who's watching. And no one is watching until you give them something worth watching. So stop standing there, jumping up and down, yelling at the world, look at me, look at me, right? And then you get all butthurt when no one is looking at you, right? Dude, here's the thing. If you're not giving them anything of value to watch or to listen to or to read or whatever your medium is, then why should they take the time out of their precious day to pay you any mind? Hmm? Really? Are you giving them content of value? 
Are you publishing regularly? Are you putting out there your best stuff? Hmm? Think about it, right? The NECA, tomorrow's episode, actually the very next episode today, I'm going to be talking about why you should be publishing your best stuff all the time. Thought number three, don't act like the manager when you're just the janitor. <laughs> so many times we can fall prey to our, our own vanity. And Joy talks about when he fell prey and got his first record deal, right? Which which is a huge win, right? But have you ever had a huge win and just let it go straight to your head and turn it into a loss? And, and if you didn't turn it into a loss, perhaps you certainly didn't leverage it into the real launch point opportunity that it could have been. Right? Are you getting in your own way because you're acting like you're at this manager level when you're really still at that janitor level? Take an honest look at yourself and map out your trajectory to that manager level and get out there and earn it. Thought number four, are you Hazelwood or Hollywood? Look, if you're acting like you're someone or something that you're not in order to achieve your dreams and goals, then it's going to wear on you. And it's going to wear on you physically, emotionally, and spiritually, right? And so many other ways. Yeah, it, it may come with a great shortcut to your success, but how long or how much are you willing to give up your soul, your honor, yourself, your family in order to reach that goal? See, only you can answer that question for yourself. And you know what? It's, it's yours to answer. For me, it's not one minute. Been there, done that, burned the t-shirt. I am who I am, and I will gain my tribe by being me, or not at all. Thought number five, be creative. <laughs> Joy came up with this, God, very unique way to get his foot in the door with Billie Jean and a number of other upper-tier entrepreneurs. He took Billie Jean's YouTube uh, clips, you know, his content, and he spun it in such a way that it looked like Joey and Billie Jean had gone together and, and done some promotions. And, Jill, Billie, uh, and Joey got that package out to Billie Jean, and when Billie Jean liked it and offered payment, Joey said no. Just give me some promo. Give me a shout out. Billy Jean, you see, has this huge, passionate following. So getting that type of a shout out was worth more than any check that Billy could have handed Joey. And as, as Joey called out, this is a creative form of giving. Giving of his skill set to those who could benefit from it and not asking for any revenue return. Yeah, just asking for that simple shout out. You can't pay for that kind of promotion. And finally, thought number six, open your mind and do it without permission. Enough said there. All right, my fellow Dark Horse friends and family, what inspiring ideas or thoughts resonated with you? Hmm? What, what did you come away with, right? Whatever they were, take some dime, write them down, and put them into action. Get out there, run your race get your results, and then let me hear about them. Seriously, email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com and share your share the tips or the ideas that you came away with this show or any of the other shows, how you put them into action, and what results you gain from them. We're, I've got that prize pool built, right? So if you email me and I win it out loud, you win. 
Our next week's interview guest is a special guy, and I'm honored to have him on the show and be chatting with him. It's none other than David Meltzer. David Meltzer is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as the CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency. That entertainment agency, or that uh, sports and entertainment agency, was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. You do not want to miss this huge episode. Now, I want you to, I want you, you are going to want to keep getting these valuable tips and inspirational stories from this podcast and the guests I'm able to bring on. So go on down there. If you haven't already done it, drop me, you hit a, hit a subscribe button, right? So you keep getting the episodes while you're there. Drop us a five star rating. Write us a quick review. If you think we're worth a five star review, if you don't, don't do anything, right? <laughs> right. But I'm sure you want to keep getting all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D. And don't hoard it all to yourself. Share the podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it. Until then, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.